It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The 2023 NFL regular season is basically at the halfway mark, so we're assessing or reassessing some player evaluations today in the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Joe, um, happy trade deadline day to you. We have Leonard Williams going to Seattle. That was done yesterday. We had Kentavious Street mm-hmm. going to Atlanta in the midst mm-hmm. of the Grady Jarrett news. And as of this recording at 917, it's about it. How many more trades? How many more trades do we get on trade deadline day? Well, we set a record last year with 13, right? 13. 13. Well, um, I don't, there's other ones, right? There's been movement to this point in the season that doesn't get Kevin Byard. We saw Chase Claypool. Um, There's been trades, right? Right. But today, how many more do we get today? I don't know, man. Like eight. I'll say say five. Okay. Well, we're going to react to them all on tomorrow's episode. That's right. Yeah. So. But today, yeah. over the course of the summer, we studied all 32 teams and their rosters and gave player assessments to every player on the rosters. Seem to remember uh, this. Yeah, and if you're not initiated with this, uh, the 
categories that a player could get placed into included franchise cornerstone, quality starter, adequate starter, quality depth, replacement level starter, incomplete evaluation, rookie, practice squad caliber player, and non-NFL roster caliber player. And every player got that. We did the first four weeks of the season. We reassessed all 32 teams and the players with standouts, but we didn't really talk about it. So now our objective, Joe, is to talk about it. So we each have separately prepared lists of individual players based off of the week four update. This is our quarter. I guess this would technically be our quarter three update because it's the start of quarter three of the season. Is that correct? I'm not getting into these semantics. I'm not doing it. At least I didn't say quartiles. All right. You didn't say the quarter poll because that's the, the third, last. We're, we're starting the third quartile of the <laughs> first quartile of the third quartile of the 2023 NFL season is where we're at right now. Um, but yeah, we're we're at the halfway point. So we're reassessing again. And we wanted to talk about some of these players and the decisions that we're going to make on reevaluating some of these players here today on the show. Joe, with that, the floor is yours. So I want to get into the, my first player, right? I had a, a guy that I went through. I have like a lot of names that we we probably won't get to half of them, but of there, them. yeah, there's there's a guy that I felt like I really wanted to bring up first, and I teased that hit yesterday on the podcast, and it's Travis Etienne, the running back for the also Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so we have a mutual player here. Uh, Travis Etienne has become a superstar in the NFL as a running back. He's right now um, fourth in the entire league in scrimmage yards. Fourth. So it's Tyreek Hill. That guy's good. Christian McCaffrey. That guy's good. A.J. Brown. Holy smokes. That guy's good. And Travis Etienne. Number four. Had a huge year last year uh, with Jacksonville. He's emerging as a catalyst for this offense. Kyle, 849 yards this year already. Eight touchdowns. Catching the ball. Running the ball. He's he's a he's a bell cow guy. I think he might lead the league in rushing attempts. Let me Let me validate that right now. Of course, that's going to be hard for me to find. But oh, boy. I know. Don't you hate that? Oh, uh, yeah. 151 rushing attempts. Number two is McCaffrey at 137. And, and how many how many receptions does he have? He has 27 catches. So this man's on pace for like 350 touches this year. He has 178 touches right now through eight games. So, yeah, every bit of that. Yeah. Put him down as a franchise cornerstone. Franchise cornerstone. You've made yourself quite the case. Joe Marino and the explosiveness is there. The three down skill set is there. Everybody looked at the drafting of tank Bigsby and said, Ooh, <laughs> going to eat into that ETN workload needs Bigsby, to actually, they need him to <laughs> need him to. And big, but Bigsby can't hold on to the football. Yeah. That's a problem, right? So he's, there's been some fumble issues there. ETN totally has a different gear to him so i'm totally good so i'm i'm writing these down as i go oh look so at that, you you got spiral notebook i got the spiral notebook yeah, I got a really advanced here one. Yep. those are great to take with you to practices man i respect the small spiral notebook so franchise cornerstone travis Etienne. i want to keep yeah. it at running back position talk about Najee harris it's time we, we have given enough benefit of the doubt to Najee harris where we talk about the offensive line and the inability to block, and Najee as a volume ball carrier. Uh, the 
yards per carry and the efficiency per touch was really promising uh, through the first month of the season. He managed to post two games with a yards per touch in excess of uh, four yards per touch. And we have just seen it completely stagnate in spite of not logging more than 19 touches in a game going back to the week two game against San Francisco. So the volume is down. Jalen Warren is eating into these snaps. We had Najee Harris as an adequate starter. How can you justify a running back with a career yards per touch of 4.2 and a career yards per carry across 663 carries of 3.8 yards per carry as an adequate level starter in the NFL? Can't do it. Sounds like he's coming down. So the question is, what is the classification? Because from adequate starter, you can go in one of two buckets. It's not totally linear, but in this case, it would be. You can become a quality depth player, or you can become a replacement level starter. I think anybody would love to have Najee Harris as a depth player for their team. Yeah. But... If he's a starter, he's a very ordinary starter. Nobody's getting nervous about playing the Steelers and having to deal with Najee Harris. I'm kind of inclined. Like, the intention was this is a first-round pick. He's a starter. An impact starter. Right. So with when you take all of those variables and piece it together, I'm inclined to say this is a replacement-level starter. I would agree with that. Okay. You want to get another one? Yeah, uh, the, the other guy here that really stood out to me is is a guy I wanted to pound the table for and elevate here. Is a guy that's a yellow. I think he should be a light blue, and his name is Bobby O'Karaki, the linebacker for the New York Giants. Um, took a couple of games to kind of get his feet wet with the Giants after signing a pretty nice contract to come over from Indy, and Indy has linebackers, right? Like we were watched. That was one of our biggest takeaways from studying them was with EJ Speed, right. Zaire Franklin, Franklin, Shaq Leonard, yep. uh, Bobby O'Karaki. Now. This guy gets to be like the heart and soul of this Giants defense. And Wink Martindale's kind of figuring him out. He's figuring out this defense, and he is making an unbelievable impact to this point this year. Um, I think with the floor that he showed us in Indianapolis and the upside and the playmaking and the impact that he's showing us with the Giants, I want to make the case for him to go to from a yellow to a light blue, which is a quality starter. So an adequate starter to a quality starter. I thought he played well against Miami, but the game against Buffalo was the one where it's like the light bulbs come on. Yeah, I mean, that dude was all over the place. Yep. So justifying that $10 million per year contract at this stage, and if he keeps it up, he's going to be locked in long-term. But I, I agree with you. I think that's a great call-out as somebody who in quarter two of this season has taken a big-time leap after kind of getting acclimated in the first quarter with the first couple of games. All right. Bobby O'Karaki on the way up. Najieris on the way down. Travis Etienne on the way up. We got more. We got more. And if you want more good things dropped off right at your front door, you got to get to DoorDash. I'm obsessed, Kyle. I ordered last night. I did. I'm not going to lie. Smoke pit once again. We got uh, the wings. We got a sausage. We got a piece of cornbread. And it was delicious. And that's my favorite thing about DoorDash. It brings me. Food from my favorite local restaurants right to my front door. We've been going to Albayerta, the Mexican restaurant that I love. 
They got Afton Tavern. So they have some really like fun, uh, like those balsamic chicken uh, glaze that, that I love. And I mean, even some like specialty pizzas that I like from Afton. So look, DoorDash, that's the beauty of it. It's so convenient and they will bring you food from your local favorite restaurants and groceries brought right to your front door. So you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. You don't have to worry about what you're going to snack on. You don't have to worry about when you're going to have time to go to the grocery store. You can let DoorDash handle that for you. We got a deal here. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I would like to formally file a request to formalize the player valuation of Deron Bland. Oh, he was on my list too. Yeah. Send it, baby. Yep. Okay, so let's, let's just cover our bases here. Mm-hmm. Deron Bland, as a rookie last year, had five picks and seven passes defensed across eight starts in 17 games. And in the summer, we say, hey, still a little early with the sample mm-hmm. size, but this guy mm-hmm. played like a quality starter last year. Mm-hmm. So what does he do in the first seven games this season? He gets four more interceptions. He's got nine in 24 career games. He's got three pick sixes. He's got more passes defensed nine than he did all year last year. Seven. Oh, by the way, they lost Trayvon Diggs. And Deron Bland has made it so that you're not missing him all that much. Now, you're still missing him, but you're not missing him all that much. So he was a pink, which was an incomplete evaluation. I want to make this a a light blue, which is a quality starter and lock it in. We're a season and a half of just outrageous ball production. He has 25 passes defensed in total across 24 career games. You no resistance from me on that. That's what I had down on my list. And I was hoping we get to him. We did. And um, yeah, what a nice, what a nice pivot. I mean, obviously you'd love to have Trayvon Diggs. You, You would, but sometimes the silver lining is that you get to see guys step up and emerge and, We've seen that from Deron Bland. All right, ready for my next one here? My next one's a guy who who recently signed a contract extension with their team, and it looks like a good deal. And it's Mr. Carl Granderson with the New Orleans Saints. Call out. Signed a $52 million extension, uh, $35 million guaranteed, four years, $52 million bucks with the New Orleans Saints. And I thought he really turned a corner last year. But it was in a smaller role, right? 480 snaps uh, last year, um, 448 the year before that. He's been a nice like third defensive end from them. Well, he's getting a chance to start, and he's he's taken everything that he showed us in a complimentary role, and now in a full-time role, he's doing that and more. Um, six sacks already this year, 30 pressures. He is 
already at 403 snaps, right? So he's going to be this full-time asset for this Saints defense. And, you know, he, he the issue with Granderson, you watch him at Wyoming, you watched a good football player. The mm-hmm. injuries, right? That was the big issue yeah. with, with Granderson. And now he's in his – he was drafted in 2019. And he's well into his career. I think he's telling us who he is. And we have him as a – we had him as a purple, as a quality, quality depth, depth player. player. I think and some, of, and some of that was perpetuated by the fact that they just kept yeah. drafting edge guys. 100%. Yeah. Peyton and Turner. They did the same thing with Hendrickson, right? It's like yeah. sometimes that third guy's just better than the Peyton right. Turners and the Marcus Davenports. I think he goes from a purple, yellow. I would say at least a yellow on him. I, uh, Which is a, is a sufficient it's a, starter. It's an adequate starter. Yeah. yeah. So we, this was somebody who we thought, based on how they continued investing, yeah, he's going to be part of the rotation. Well, mm-hmm. he's not going to pay like a rotational guy anymore. Dude, he's playing 50-plus snaps a game. You know what I mean? Like that that in, a, in an odd or an even front defense where they rotate. Right. He's a dude for them. Let me see what his snap percentage is this year. He's at 78%. His career high previously was forty five percent. Like he's, a, yeah, he's not a, he's not a depth player no more, man. So I got a um, I got an edge guy as well. I actually okay. have two edge guys that are ones one's a household name and one is not, uh, because I think probably of his draft profile. Mm-hmm. Josh Sweat. Mm-hmm. This dude's a stud, man monster he's an absolute stud we had him as a quality starter i think it might be time he's on pace for another another double digit sack season he had 11 sacks last year he is long he's big he's a 265 270 pound player with crazy first step explosiveness i don't remember where you had him eval coming out I liked him a lot. It was we were all surprised he lasted until the fourth round. He gets Tools, drafted 130th yeah. overall. Yeah, he might be the best true hand in dirt outside. Like I think he surpassed Brandon Graham, and I know Brandon Graham's long in the tooth and has been there a really long time. And I say best hand in dirt because Hassan Reddick's still their best pass rusher as a hybrid linebacker type. And I have to put it on the edge because Jalen Carter exists. And I think Carter has been outstanding. I would make a case for Josh Sweat to be a cornerstone over some of the players that we currently have listed as, as franchise cornerstones. Not going to get any resistance from me. You, you watch the Eagles, you feel the impact, right? Every time I watch the Eagles, I feel that guy. Yeah, and I'm not often looking for him. I'm sitting there watching Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. That's where my eyes are. And I keep going over to Josh Sweat. Yep. And there's 94 screaming in there. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, can I piggyback off of that with the cornerstone player that I would like to advocate we we adjust? Mm-hmm. Joy Bosa. We've been banged up again. Missed some time. We have what between last season's two and a half sack performance and the sacks are better this year. He is four at the halfway point. But he just doesn't look the same. He doesn't look like the guy that they gave that monster contract to mm-hmm. at this stage. And, and I'm a little worried that it's coming down to how much the injuries have have sapped some of what made Joey Bosa Joey Bosa. So 
I'd still put him as a quality starter. That's the same bucket we have Khalil Mack in. But yeah, I think that's Bo- is Bosa on that trajectory of kind of following the same career pathway as Khalil Mack. Right now, it kind of looks like it. And Mack had eight sacks last year. So let's sneak one in here. Okay, here's here's one maybe you weren't expecting. And I know one of our objectives is we have these pink players, right? Guys that are incomplete yes. uh, players that we don't know yet. Well, I think a guy that um, I've studied a lot here over the last week, because uh, the Bills just played this team. It's Luke Gadecki, the offensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Second-round pick that they had last year. Got a chance to get some experience last year. It was very rough. But I think he's stabilized for sure this year and has proven to be at least a sufficient starting right tackle for them. Um, he's very athletic, not super long, but a guy that you know, Central Michigan, uh, didn't he go there to play tight end? And he, he wound up playing guard and switch, so. switch out the yeah. tackle in the NFL. So there's been a lot of transition for him in his young football career. He's 24 years old. I think he's been at least a sufficient level starter. And I think one of the big storylines for Tampa Bay has been the offensive line kind of exceeding their expectations uh, after a a lot of transition, right, and injuries. Yeah, especially in pass protection, right? The run blocking we know has not been great. The protection has been good, and I think a big reason why is obviously what Tristan Wirfs is at left tackle and what Gadecki is at right tackle. So my case for... Gadecki is from a pink as an incomplete to a yellow as a sufficient starter. Okay. I'm cool with that. All right. What I'm also cool with is FanDuel score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And so, you could get as drastic as you want with this, right? I mean, money line just you means you pick the winner. You pick the winner of the game. So if you feel really good about a certain team beating a certain team this weekend, put five bucks down on the money line, and you will get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of things you can bet on, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, Joe, I'll keep it an offensive tackle with our next conversation. We need to have some kind of conversation about Ikemikwanu. I don't want to. I know you don't want to, and I don't particularly want to either. We loved Ikem coming out. Uh, all of the physical skills in the world. He's been objectively bad this season. And some of this you probably think can be traced back to he started slow his rookie year and then kind of turned the, the corner as the season went on. Now you got a new scheme. You have a new quarterback who stylistically plays differently. Like, I get it. 
but how many times are we going to get beat across our face? On an can't deny it. You can't deny it. You cannot deny it. And, and, and his team needs him more now than ever, too. Right. And and I'm not saying we're punting when I came to Quanu, but we had him right. as an incomplete evaluation leaning towards a quality starter. Yeah, it's not quality starter tape right now. No. So there's some high moments in the run game. Do we lean into that and say incomplete evaluation leaning to adequate starter? I think that's probably the, the most fair and not overreactive thing that we can do. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. I want to pound the table for a cornerstone. That's not a cornerstone. Okay. I'm glad that you had one after I did the Josh Sweat thing because I was like, oh, he might think that's a little too aggressive. Well, I, I mean, I did the thing with Travis Etienne, right? Right, but we so, were on the same page there because we, we yeah. teased that earlier in the week. I think, I think you're going to like this one. I don't know. It's a player that I'm just. Gonna, I'm not going to build this up. His name is T.J. Hawkinson, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Thousand yards receiving in 2022, despite switching teams, and he is on an incredible pace this year. He's second amongst NFL tight ends in receptions and yards, behind only Travis Kelsey. And I, I remember that first game without Justin Jefferson. I'm watching uh, the Vikings and who they play. It was, it was the Niners. That was their first game without Jefferson. Right. And they, they, they ran the offense through him, man. 11 catches in that game, 86 yards. He shows up every week. He's productive every week. He's becoming a big focal point of, of that offense. I think that he's proven to be one of the best tight ends in in the league. Like one of the, the elite tight ends in the league. And um, the sample size just keeps growing in that favor. So I think that he's, he deserves to be in that same bucket with, you know, like the Mark Andrews of the world. Especially because that was the, the leanest position that we had for cornerstones other than like nickel corners. Yeah. It was like nickel corner. We had Hilton and that was it. And then at tight end, it was um, Andrews, Kittle, Kelsey, and Goddard. I think were the yeah. only four tight ends that we had. Now, and Hawkinson's there. The only thing I'll ask you is this, and obviously he's got 21 targets, 17 receptions, 174 yards, and a touchdown the last two games for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Awesome production. Are you at all concerned about he's now played 18 games and been targeted over 150 times in Minnesota and is averaging 8.8 yards per catch? I, I, I know two of your buzzy things are yards per catch and yards per run. Those are like very important numbers to you. I, I don't know that they matter as much to me. Okay. And, and I'm not saying there's any merit to like not caring about those things, but like, so, I mean, I, I think it's, it's John U. Smith, right? That's the name, right? Like just not even a real player in terms of how that production happens. His average depth of target is, let me see if I can find it. 6.7. Maybe you wish that was a little bit more, but I mean, that's also that style of offense. And his average depth of target lately, like where he's been at this production, like last week over 10 yards per target. So like it, it wavers right. a little so bit. Are are we just concerned about Justin Jefferson constipating, justifying his role? But then you look at San Francisco and what we do at Kittle. I think Kittle probably got the the that classification in part because of his blocking. Hawkinson's a good blocker, but not a Kittle blocker. I'm just rounding out the conversation. I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. Hard on it. I think it's, it is just one of the more complicated evaluations because 
we're now getting to see a different version of Hawkinson yeah. versus when the $30 million plus wide receivers on the field, Hawkinson. He's been yeah, with them for 18 games, including the game that they uh, acquired him immediately after the trade deadline. He has 130, uh, 113 receptions in 18 games for Minnesota. Yeah, I think you bring That's up a fair point with the with the yards per catch, particularly as it relates to the average depth of target. But I mean, come on, I mean, this guy's been really, yep. really productive. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'd like to have a conversation about Deshaun Watson. We've had him as an incomplete evaluation. I've seen enough. Which, for enough. the scoring purposes, means it doesn't help them or hurt them. Right, because quarterbacks are are graded differently. They are looked at through a lens of one through thirty-two because of the positional weight that that position carries. So we actually rank them. But we do have him classified as an incomplete evaluation. I'm ready. To say that he's a... He has not provided provided you anything that you could not have gotten that and have not gotten from P.J. Walker. He's an orange. I think so. I've seen nothing to, and that would put him in the same conversation with the following names Josh Dobbs, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, based off of their play this season. Those are the quarterbacks that got put into that bucket. Somebody commented on the YouTube. Uh, a few weeks ago and said that Deshaun Watson has been at least an above average starter for the nope. Browns. So this guy's going to be I'm, real mad. I'm, I promise he has not been. It's going to be real mad, Kyle. Let's see. What are they give me? Give me another name. I mean, I got so many. I, I, I the good news is I, I hit the big ones. I hit the oh, ones so that I really you wanted were, to. The, the, we've passed the threshold of names that you were worried about us having time to get through on the show. Yes. So now it's like, oh, <laughs> Uh, Michael Gallup, I think he probably goes from a yellow to a purple. Yes, that's a great call. Receiver for the Cowboys. I and mean, come on now, this guy's a bum. It, oh. It's unfortunate because it's injury-related, right? I thought he was really good before the injury, but he's not helping that team. And they desperately needed him, too. Yeah. Um. So we had Trevor Lawrence, just to make it interesting as a pink and Jacksonville fans got real mad about it. We said, well, he played really good in the back half of last year, but his rookie season with urban was a throwaway year. And it took him a minute with Doug. Mm -hmm. You've seen Trevor. I've seen a couple Jacksonville games. Do we have enough conviction now that this, this, this version of him is sustainable? Oh yeah. I think this is, this is, definitely he showed us that it's sustainable. I'm still, I'm curious like how much more there is, but yeah, he's an impact starting quarterback. No doubt about it. So cornerstone. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I had another Jaguars player is Andre Cisco. I thought he deserved to go from a yellow to a light blue. So we can just gas up the Jaguars. I, I would be inclined to agree with that. If you are willing to meet me on the following terms, what do you, what do you mean, terms? It's, uh, no, it's, it's an isolated conversation. If Andre Sisko is deserving to go from a yellow to a light blue, he's deserved to go to yellow to a light blue. Kirby Joseph also deserves to be a light blue. Oh, okay. Sure. No Had problem. that interception last night. I was like, where are you going to go with this? Yeah, so, okay. So, hold on. We got Kirby. 
We got Cisco. We for, I mean, Kirby missed a few games there at the beginning, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we a little bit out of sight, out of mind. I also think a Lee McNeil is worth having a conversation about bumping up. What do we have, Matt? Adequate starter. You think he's a dude? I think he's, I think he's turned a corner. I think, I think he's, he's giving a you a little something different. Yeah, he's a light blue. Okay. Uh, give me your hottest bill adjustment. Oh man, that was going to be a private conversation for you and I. Um, oh, oh, th- then your second hottest. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> no, I have a lot of Bill stuff here. Right. So I, I think no, I think you got you got to take Von Miller off of the off of the dark blue. He's not a franchise cornerstone right now or anything close. He just to just it. doesn't doesn't have the gas. He's just not. He's just not Von right now. Um, he's played four games since coming back from the ACL tear and. I mean, I've watched every snap of it, and there's no way he deserves a a blue. You're hopeful that that happens, but he can't. From a scoring perspective, we can't be sitting there gassing him up like he's Miles Garrett for the Buffalo Bills. That has to be different. Right. right. A little bit of separation there. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot of other Bills stuff to say, but that's to me, that's the most obvious thing to say out loud. Okay. I think my mine would probably be downgrading Cater Kohu. For Miami, so hopefully he could play in the slot. And well, and you you saw Needham's that against New England, right? and you Needham's back. He played four snaps. Cater played the whole game, and you saw a little bit more of the confidence and the physicality with Cater. But even just like transitioning to the zone match defense versus all of the press man footwork that he was so used to, yeah, it really became apparent when Ramsey was back. And you see like how Ramsey's footwork and eyes are on that interception. It's just a different. It's a different job. It. Yeah. yeah, it's a different job, but it's also understanding the leverage of the defense and the rules yep. of the defense to know when you can make a play versus just being reactive. Yeah, it's all all through vision. You have to play with yep. vision. Yeah. So that that's been the big that was the biggest epiphany for me with Ramsey coming back was seeing a perimeter corner that's played in this system and how he plays and what his technique looks like. And then I think back to this, what this entire season has looked like with Eli Apple and Cater Kohu and Xavier Howard on the outside. It's like that he's playing a totally different game. Yeah. And it was his first game back. It was crazy. But yeah. for, for Cater, uh, they played him outside a few times and I thought he'd be up for that challenge and he hasn't been. So I'd probably downgrade him from where we had him. So that's my Dolphins hot, hottest one. That's going to do it for us here. This episode of Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll be back after the trade deadline at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.